Hello and welcome back to the JOPR for episode two. Yay. <laughs> yeah, not quite the uh, the outstanding intro that we were hoping for, but it's cool. We'll roll with it, roll with it. Um, yeah. I am Jay. And I'm Orlando. Hello, and we will be your hosts as always. Um, and this week, <coughs> we've got our first guest, our first interview coming in um, a bit later on in the show, so that'd be really cool. Um but we're not, we won't reveal who it is just yet. Uh, we have uh, quite a few to- topics to actually look at, and we're going to make sure we start with hockey this week, as last week was <laughs> for a hockey-centric podcast. We didn't really talk that much about it. <coughs> and to be honest, we're just going to jump straight in. Um, quite a lot's been going on in North America, just worldwide, really, in the world of uh, ice hockey. And I think one of the, some of the biggest stories recently, um, NHL-wise, have been uh, they've had the all-star last men in. <coughs> Um, I, I still so, think Kyle McCall was robbed there, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't really see that there's much to talk about on that one other than it's four guys. Cool. Oh, uh, <laughs> looking at the players that have gone in, Perron, well, there's a surprise. It is in St. Louis. Um, or oh, St. Louis, as we say it. Uh, Marna, Hughes. Well, Marna, I think, deserves it. Hughes. Um, I'm assuming that's Quinn and not... Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, cool, because he's not been good enough for the other guy. Uh, that's cool. Um, <coughs> TJ Oshie, no it's, surprise. It's surprising to me that the second best rookie defenseman made it in and the best one didn't, but that's fine. <laughs> bitter much. I, yeah, no, I'm just going to keep being bitter for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's, to be fair, because has been doing so well, but I get it's in St. Louis, so they're pretty much yeah. not pleased by it. And their fans would have voted for it. So, yeah, you know what? Fine. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think TJ Oshi is kind of it was kind of an obvious one. They didn't want to make it look too obvious by chucking two more Blues players in. You know, they couldn't really do that in that last man ballot. But TJ Oshi obviously played there for quite a few years. Um, it's not like he was just there for a cup of coffee. He was actually what four seasons, five seasons yeah. with them. So he was there for quite a while. Um, so you know, he, it was quite quite a subtle way, I'll say, not so subtle way of the NHL getting uh, essentially two Blues guys um in there so it, it is what it is you know it was a fan vote fans wanted it in it's the all-star at the end of the day i don't care what people say it is a popularity contest it's what it is otherwise yeah. you wouldn't have people voting you'd purely go off people's stats so yeah good luck to them hope they have a lot of fun <coughs> yeah. but the biggest news for the nhl all-star weekend that's come out since our last um podcast was uh they released the rosters yeah or the women's uh three on three uh they're doing uh team team usa versus team canada mm-hmm. uh and interestingly they've said they're getting the best the elite of all the, of the women players from those two countries um and they're not taking anybody who's currently playing in the nwhl i forget which one is striking <coughs> uh so I thought it was the NWHL that struck. I will look this up because it's obviously important. Yeah, so I think they're um, not taking anybody that's actively playing, I believe. Um, so it's, it's all players that um, are actually striking at the moment. So you've got the likes of your Amanda Kessel, Brelo Decker, Kendall Quinn, Schofield, um, Hillary Knight. So there's obviously all the big names are there uh, for USA. And then you've got the likes of Megan Augusta, uh, Sarah Nurse, Rebecca Johnston, Marie-Philippe Poulin. Natalie Spooner. Uh, I mean, you've got the big names there, but none of them are actively playing at the moment um, in the women's league. So you feel that this could be leading to something 
Um, are the NHL using this as a showcase of look how awesome our top female players are? Um, oh, by the way, over the summer, they're going to announce that we're having a, uh, you know, an NWHL <coughs> or WNHL. Yeah. So as far as I'm aware, it's, it is the NWHL uh, where so many of their stars have struck. Um, gone on strike i'm not quite sure the right context of that one uh, but that's the one that's been affected and so it was the top athletes from the nwhl um they've continued to obviously operate as a league uh, and have just drafted drafted in more athletes so mm. it's ongoing I, I haven't heard of an end yet and i i don't particularly think anyone has yet um but yeah i i, I take your point obviously the nhl getting more and more involved with the figures who are central to it hopefully points towards something good uh, but obviously as far as as far as I'm aware, the uh, the NHL doesn't want to be the bad guy and kind of come strolling on in and and the NWHL out of business. So, yeah, hopefully it's the start of collaboration going forward. No, exactly. Um, hopefully it'll be something good. Uh, I think that's going to be exciting. I think that's going to be the probably actually the most exciting part of the NHL um, All Star Weekend because they're there to prove something. They're there to show what they can do. They're not going to be dialing it in like the like the men are. You know, they're here to show what people are missing out on by them not being in the NWHL. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all the best luck to them. I'm certainly going to be tuning in. I think it'd be uh, really good to see them see them battling it out and actually giving a damn on that weekend. Yeah. So so I think it's going to be really good. <laughs> I, I also didn't quite realise how many of the NHL players are fairly intoxicated at the NHL All-Star Games. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because yeah, it's, it's, it's meant to be the week off and they want to keep having a week off. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it. They just it's, essentially it's uh, oh, it's like our all star, isn't it? You yeah. Have a few beers, you play your games, <coughs> raise a bit of money. The games um, get in the way of the beers sometimes, but beyond that, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so that that should be really really cool. Um, I hope that's I hope that goes well, uh, and I hope it's actually well attended at the weekend live itself. Um, mm. obviously it's a big festival. At the end of the day, it's a big festival of hockey, and this is their way of pushing that. And I think that's really good. Um. I know in the past where they've tried to do like exhibitions before back when it was a straight up um, all-star game. It was just the one big game at the end of the weekend. Yeah. Um, they've tried doing it back then. They tried doing it and it just, no one really turned up to it. They were all too busy outside drinking and getting involved in the festivities. Um, so hopefully this is really well received. Um, and I think given the media attention in the last couple of years that the women's games had um, all going back to the last Olympics with the, um, the USA women's team, mm-hmm. you know, kicking off and, and demanding um, extra money, is that kind of thing, which, you know, is fully deserved. Yeah. Um, ever since then, it's kind of there's, there's, that conversation has been going. So, yeah, hopefully something yeah. good comes out of it. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, excellent. Um, cool. And <clears throat> I feel like we're kind of moving through NHL's of a breakneck pace today, but actually everything seems to be leading. Yeah. onto each other so you know we've gone from nhl star last man in to all star but the women doing a three-on-three usa canada game yep. which leads us on to an announcement from i believe it was tuesday monday or tuesday um three ice thrice monday afternoon, monday afternoon. <coughs> so a new thing called thrice have you heard about it and what do you know about it orlando uh, I have. So I have, to be honest, been doing my homework and spotting up. Uh, so <laughs> this is a, a new three-on-three league that's being uh, proposed uh, from some kind of sons of NHLers and general managers and essentially people who are tied into the NHL kind of vicariously through various members of the family. Um, there 
Uh, it's plans at the moment, as far as I'm aware, there are no kind of dates or anything like that. Um, yeah. But the current plan is nine Saturdays from June to August, and then everything getting wrapped up before the start of NHL training camps, um, and kind of before the bigger kind of uh, college football things come back in. Um, the idea was largely from the overtime format uh, and three on three chill from the NHL video games. Uh, and then seeing the uh, kind of support behind that in, in that game mode uh, and how uh, they they had some three on three tournaments at some training camps in the NHL. Um, so mm. the pens and the devs did stuff uh, and they apparently just got a really good drawdown uh, and they were around at the time, uh, the, the people who started the league. Uh, sorry, they, those people are EJ Johnson, Johnston, Johnston, yeah, Johnston. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's he's the CEO of Three Ice, and so he's obviously the the one who's been approached for most of these comments, and most of this information is coming from him. Um, yeah. And yeah, he was essentially saying that uh, former NHL players uh, who have kind of run out of time in the league at kind of age 27 to 32, uh, but still have lots of speed and energy uh, and can play kind of an up tempo three on three, uh, they're kind of expecting bottom six fours who play under 15 minutes a night. Um, but you can kind of still see them using overtime and, and doing the wooden wonderful things they, they can do. <laughs> and so they're, mm. they're kind of players that you can think about on your team's favourite third line, uh, where you'll kind of see flashes of brilliance from them, and, and it goes from there. So uh, I'm not suggesting him, because I suspect he might be slightly too big for it, but someone like <laughs> Yasmel Nichushkin, um, because <laughs> he's obviously got the, the hands and the skill to be absolutely electrifying, but for whatever reason hasn't quite put it together in the NHL. Uh, he's having a better season this season, but He's, he's never going to be the star he was projected to be. Um, and the uh, people, EJ, so the, the CEO of the, the company is suggesting, are uh, people like Connor Sherry, um, who kind of mm. know of, and you know they can probably do some good things, but you don't really see it on a day-to-day uh, basis. Um, Why not John thing, Scott? Yeah, John Scott. You saw what happened to him in, uh, on the, in the All-Star 2016 when he had three-on-three for that. I mean, to be fair, he actually showed that he could play. Like yeah, he might, like be a, might be might be considered a plug out there, but he can play. He he would be quite good fun to get into it as well, to be fair, because he's got a fairly good kind of following and I suppose fan. He's a bit of a fan favourite, so that wouldn't really be a bad thing. Um, but the other <laughs> the other side of the uh, interview with EJ uh, was they were asking about the rise of the women's game and saying that would women be welcome there as well? Like, is it going to be less physical so that? The traditional women's game isn't doesn't have clean body checking from right. It's contact, no. no checking, and so whether they could do something like that uh, to incorporate women as well. Uh, and apparently EJ was going back saying yes, it, it was great. Um, he witnessed Cami Granato at the Penguins Fantasy Camp uh, years mm-hmm. ago, and what she was doing last year at the NHL All Star Weekend. And essentially going that the, the idea behind this is high skill and speed and it will be limited contact so yeah it could be a really good fit uh, and then he's essentially going around saying that um, there might be potential for other kind of expansions of it so 3S Women, 3S Junior or 3S Europe for example um, as kind of future offshoots for, for various other people mm. um, so yeah it should be interesting they're talking about having about 70 spots so eight teams with six skaters and a goalie. Uh, if I'm right, it's eight minutes running clock, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, so it's maybe eight minutes running clock. So it's maybe kind of really, really fast. Uh, and mm. obviously, you'll we'll, we'll have some kind of backups around and about. 
They're also saying, just to keep on going on and kind of dump all the information I have, uh, they're also <laughs> saying things like um, they'll do a fancy draft at the start of it. So the GMs of the, of the different teams will pretty much do a fancy draft. Pick their team Every up. year or you'll be Every committed year. to that team sort of going on? Every year. Um, Excellent. So, uh, they were essentially saying they would kind of promote the players more than anything. So they... Mm. Yeah, they, they want kind of people to cheer for a, a player and all these kind of amazing things they can do uh, instead of so much team support, I think. But I imagine you'll have both, to be fair. So you'll have people mm-hmm. who are kind of fans of a particular person and people who are fans of the team. Um, penalty shots instead of penalties and things like that. Um, and yeah, it, it means there's hockey in the summer, so I can't really complain. No, it sounds really, really good. Uh, <coughs> I have to say, going back to... You're saying like in the interview asking about um, the women's involvement or potential for women's involvement. Yeah. And the first I read about it and heard about it, that was the first thing that popped into my mind was, okay, it's great that you're trying to push this, but is this not the ideal situation yeah. to put the men and the women on the same ice? <coughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, remove, remove the checking because, well, you can leave checking in there because let's be honest, no one is throwing a big hit in three on three it's no. just not going to happen there's too much space you're going to get dangled yeah. um and if you do make a hit you're putting yourself completely out of the play and the chances mm-hmm. are you're going to end up just hitting the boards and probably not get the person anyway and before you know it there'll be a three on two the other way yeah. um and you're still you're playing catch up so yeah. <laughs> it purely is skill speed and that's where the women can match and i don't see why that can't you know, why you can't do that i think that'd be fantastic yeah um yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. <laughs> well, there's so there's two other things that I don't make notes on. And one is um, <clears throat> Three Eyes will put out a list of 15 to 20 cities and the public will vote which cities they're going to uh, go to. And so the idea Chicago. is... Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the idea is... <laughs> only if it's outdoors, though. And the idea is to try and find a balance between all the different markets so it's kind of fairly well covered. Um, and yeah, the... the the other thing is fans are able to weigh in on goal reviews although they haven't yet said to what extent and so i, I don't know why this reminded me of a random rural baseball had and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here but stick with me so when baseball first started they didn't have review they instead genuinely had in the rules that you could ask the fans what they thought and so if the umpire wasn't sure he'd turn around to the fans and go meh and the fans could either go yep or no yeah Warning dragons, home run, triple. Uh, What do you reckon? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, the final thing was um, construction of the team is something that appealed to fans because the league will undergo a mini combine and the coaches will begin each year by drafting their teams. So they'll have all the players who have made it into the league that year to go through a combine and then they'll pick their teams from those guys. Nice. That sounds really exciting. Um, (coughs) I think they're aiming to have it up and running for 2021, aren't they? For that off season. So. Yeah. So fingers crossed that stays on target, and uh, I think that'd be really cool. And if it works, I'd love to see an offshoot of it over in uh, over in Europe. I'd definitely go and watch that. It'd be yeah. great fun. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, nice day out at the O2. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were talking about going to watch things like the NFL there. Uh, that was obviously Tottenham Stadium, but hey, they can whack uh, football yeah. clubs on there. They can whack some ice on. Let's do this. <laughs> I've already broached that with uh, with Mr. Levy and. Uh, did all he said well? was uh no he actually he oh, was he was open cool. he said at the end of the day it's a multi-purpose arena that's all i got from him I was like oh, okay so that's not a no <laughs> so hey if, so if, if this something not. like this works you never know it might interest him <laughs> oh love it um yeah so that's kind of like 
all the NHL talk really that <coughs> that we've got um, other than Avs and actually about 15 minutes ago, um, the Kings uh, put out their stadium series jerseys for next month. Um, and I'm not really sure I want to comment on them because I was always well, told if you've not got something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, the Kings jerseys aren't that bad. Uh, I mean, they're not great. Uh, so to be honest, I haven't actually seen them yet, so I'll, I'll have a look. Um, okay, so I, I feel like the uh, the hill I'm going to die on is the Avs jerseys are actually quite nice. I have to say, it's not having seen photos of people wearing it. It's oh my not goodness! It's much better than it does, than it looks when they had it on the mannequin for that or the um, 3D rendering when they did the initial. Here's the jersey. Um, the photos of players wearing it is much better. Sorry, you're going to have a reaction to the Kings. Is that the LA one? Yeah, I know. What right? is that? The only reason in my mind it's not as bad as the Az one is because it's monochrome and it doesn't look quite as offensive to what? the eyes. But... Why is there an aeroplane in the back? <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? It's not good. Um, oh, and the aeroplane, what, on the back of the picture? Yeah. It's because it's well, they're doing the yeah. USF Force Academy base. Um but oh, yes, yeah, because it's in Colorado Springs. Yeah, that's why, because they did the same for the Avs jersey. There's actually um, part of the Avs jersey is supposed to be the logo or something to do with the Air Force logo. Or... Anyway, so, so there's method to the madness. But To be fair, I, so the thing I have to give the Avs jersey credit for, uh, and I, I suspect we can bring this up with our guest because he will not hold back quite as much as you have, um, but we, I, I like that they've done something different. Like we were talking oh, yeah. about, we were talking about the All-Star jerseys last time and how it's it's an excuse to do something different and go out there and be wild and whacking all, all those great things. And they've obviously, there's a lot more to it. So for those of you who haven't seen, there's essentially burgundy on the bottom, blue on the top. There's a band round the back that comes to the middle, goes up in a capital A to the neck and then down to the other side carries on round the back. In that A, there is the triangle that would be that gap out of the A and the bottom of the A is a mountain range. That's the only way I can describe it. And to yeah. be fair, saying it out loud sounds terrible. Um, but <laughs> give it a look and have a look because you've got more to it. So you've obviously got the Rockies and the Snowcat Rockies and the A for the Avalanche and the Air Force. That's more to it. I, I kind of like it. I, yeah. if, if one arrived uh, on my birthday, Jay, uh, I wouldn't be at all happy. Uh, or, or <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, well, you might get lucky. Who knows? Um, <laughs> now, yeah. It, I think it's it's the the one thing that really bugs me, and I've noticed the Kings one has it as well, is obviously so they've both got the top and bottom are obviously block color, right? So they've split the team synonymous colors, they've split them like that. Yeah. But the top half, which has the logo in, the bottom color is also in that, but it's it's a different color. So look at the Avs ones. <laughs> it's the burgundy, isn't it? <laughs> so you've got the burgundy stuff at the bottom. Yeah. And then the burgundy that's in the A with the mountain range, that should be seamless. It's not. It's a, diff- it's a slightly different colour. It's a slightly off on the colour. And it, um, it, it can't remember who mentioned it, um, but I can't unsee that now. Every picture, it's there. The Kings is exactly the same one. It's the uh, the white. So it's slightly they've different. Yeah, they've it's the material. Yeah, it's the material. They've, they've stitched <laughs> yeah. on the logo. So it's uh, so oh, it so means it's that the more. God, like the it's more that nylony, um, yeah, plasticky kind of logo. So it just doesn't look the same, and it's oh, it bugs me. 
Yeah, that's, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, they're, they're not horrific, but they're not great. Um, <clears throat> but like yeah. you say, they've done something a bit different. They've not done this style before. So from that alone, fair play. Yeah. You know, roll with it. I don't have to buy one, you know? <laughs> well, you do for me. Yeah. Like yeah. Wow. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> just remember, if I do get one, it'll be a knockoff from China, and the chances are that colour difference will be even bigger. So or just saying. <laughs> it could go either way. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, probably fine. Actually, they'll have it perfect because it's all crappy fabric. Um, <coughs> but anyway, I think that's a, that's sort of about it really from NHL from our our side of it this year, uh, this year, this week. My God. So I'm still a little bit on the old side, just in case you hadn't heard me coughing. Um, so I, I do apologise for that one. Um, other hockey news. Well, going back to some British hockey now. Given that we are in Britain uh, and we are British. <coughs> couple of stories in the last week so we mentioned about uh, the nottingham panthers uh, last week they were in the continental cup and the winner of that um got space uh, sorry got another place in the uh, chl um champions hockey league in europe panthers fell just short um despite winning their last game um they fell just short to the hosts who i cannot pronounce this um Cern, Cernders Yikes Cernders Yikes yes um yeah I, sh- I should have got um I should have got Tom's wife Lottie to to tell me how to say it before she left um <coughs> but anyway up in Denmark um they they lost in the first game um uh, Nottingham lost in the first game to uh the home side to the hosting side and it was in a shootout and that's actually what was the difference between the gold and not um, they both then won all of their games in regulation the rest of the way. So, you know, congratulations to, I'm not going to try and butcher it again, so many apologies. Um, but, you know, they, they've got themselves a place in the uh, CHL next year. And apparently it's the first Danish team to be in the CHL. So, you know what, as lovely as it would have been to have another British team, really cool to see a country get themselves um, a place where they haven't traditionally had one in the past. So, that's really cool. Congratulations to them. And you know what? I'm going to be rooting for them. They're going to get their asses handed to them, uh, much like the new British teams do every time they it's their first year in it. But um, you know what? I'll be rooting for them because I, I do like that story, and I'm going to follow that closely. I really hope that next season they uh, they can pull an upset or something and show that Danish hockey, much like we always say every year with our guys going in um, as a British representative, is you know show that these leagues are good. You know there is good hockey there to be played. Um, and it's not all about the Swedish Hockey League, although yet again, a Swedish team's going to win it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it pretty much always will be, but uh, it's just because their they're standard of hockey is one of the best in the world, and the fact they're in there means that it'll always be a good standard. <laughs> yeah, oh, very much so. But, but you know, congratulations to these guys, and what better way to, to challenge yourself, you know, go up against the best in Europe, you know. They are some of the best teams outside of North America, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. so you can't... Uh, no, oh, exactly. That's, that's, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, well done either way. Panthers getting silver—that's pretty cool. Um, getting to that point anyway, and it really was by the smallest of margins. You know, it was down to shootout. That's nice. essentially, even though that shootout was on the first game, um, yeah. that's basically what decided it. But no, congratulations <laughs> to Panthers. Um, nothing, nothing they should be ashamed of on that. Yeah. Uh, other GB news. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we're going more national team now. Um, GB under 20s, uh, they secured silver at the World Juniors. Um, they're in Division 2A, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's one of those where, again, they lost their first or second game, I think, um, when really they probably shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember who it was. I, I should be a bit more prepared for this one. But <laughs> yeah, but they just weren't. Yeah, they just didn't come out the out the blocks as quick. Yeah. So you know, either way, silver. Congratulations. Um, another another crack at Div Two. It's very difficult for our, our juniors to get out because we just do not have that that development system that a lot of countries do. No. Um, well, you know, to a national team, you can kind of see we're, we're somewhat lacking in the homegrown talent at this point. Um, we need those systems to be there. We're we're at the stage of kind of I suppose hockey development where there's interest, but there's not that system in place yet. And we yeah. have an development system there that that starts picking up is hopefully going the right way, but It'll be further down the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something I really want to talk about in the future on this podcast. But what we'll do, we'll wait till this season's over. So probably yeah. May, June, um, once um, all the governing bodies uh, have their yearly argument in Nottingham oh. and uh, tell us how they're going to screw the league system up um, the following season. And then we can have a bit of a rant and an argument about how we put the world to rights based on that. Yeah. <clears throat> so that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it's the uh, Olympic qualifiers time of year again. So that's kind of cool. Um, the GB team has been named for that. Uh, let me just quickly open up the link. I forgot to open that one. I've got it here. Um, so, so head coach uh, Pete Russell has named it. He named the team. And yeah. not too many surprises, to be honest. It's pretty no. much um, the team that went out last year to the Worlds and shocked everyone by not getting relegated. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. A couple of um, notable additions. Uh, Ross Venus is back in the back in the squad, so that's really good. Um, last year he had had a couple of injuries. Um, he's still really young. That's what's so crazy. He's still, you know, um, he's been playing that long. But yeah, he's having an outstanding year for commentary uh, this year. So it's really good to see him get an opportunity. Full okay. um, <coughs> ups as well. So you got Travis Erhart, Brendan Conway, and Scott Conway. Uh, who've made the team. Um, so that's obviously a fantastic news for them. Uh, to, well, yeah, it's a great opportunity. So yeah, I think Brendan Connolly, Con- Connolly, uh, Connolly, sorry. Um, it, that's fantastic to see him in there as well. So he was he was sort of expected to go out to the World Championships um, last year, yeah. but he, I think it was an injury held him back. So it's really good to see he's come back. I'm hearing from our friends in Sheffield that he's playing outstanding for them this year. He's yeah. brilliant. Um, I'm constantly watching it on the Elite League highlight shows, um, just hearing... You know, outstanding assist by Connolly. What a pass by Connolly! It's it sounds like he's really taking um, his opportunities up there, and you know, good luck to him. <coughs> yeah. And he, uh, he was, uh, throw out the uh, least talented Bridgerton brother. Uh, so uh, I, I was lucky enough to play with his brother for a year, and he in the league we were playing in, his brother was head and shoulders above the rest. And obviously, this was just when his brother was getting good. We sat down with him. We're like, ah, "How good is your brother?" And he was like, "Yeah, no, he's really good." Uh, <laughs> we're like, oh, right, okay. Uh, so yeah, we, we carried on the joke that uh, Mark was the least talented Richardson brother um, when we went and watched him play for the day. And yeah, it was, it was good fun. Uh, and then obviously, I'm going to imagine Bounds is going to take the net. Yes. Oh, completely. Bounds will be in there. Jackson Whistle um, will be the backup. So that's really cool. Um, I, I think we've got a really good chance, actually. Uh, yeah. Estonia and Romania in the group. And who was the other one? Do we have another one? <coughs> well, I think that's it, actually. Uh, and then there's one more after that. Yeah. Um, 
it's quite a shame actually if the olympics were 20 yeah so i think if the olympics were a year later we would automatically be in because we're in the top however um but yeah because of the way the we were it's only in the last couple of years we've actually been getting promoted yeah um our overall world ranking points don't quite put us high enough that's why we've got to go through this but um hey it's one less round than we had to do last time so you know it's uh we're improving (laughs) Uh, so quite excited to see some of that that should be really good um and actually seeing that announcement as well kind of got me a little bit excited that you know with the world championships this year i know it's not till may but with gb being in up in the top they're actually going to be playing canada for one of their warm-up games in uh in nottingham and it's on orlando's birthday so we've all uh, got tickets we're going out for that so that should be a really good you can't game as well because i'm fairly sure he's gonna try and murder me on my birthday in nottingham um full kit wanker someone said i've got a couple of gb jerseys we'll get you fully dressed up (laughs) 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 so yes that's pretty much it for for hockey talk unless you've got anything you've uh, particularly found orlando no 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 So, we'd like to welcome um, a BHF All-Star, and he is, well, I think if they did an All-Star of the All-Stars, he would be the All-Star, the uh, the human um, highlight reel, I think he uh, likes to refer to himself as, and uh, yeah, Guildford Phoenix good. forward, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that, uh, yeah. Luke Becker. Woo! Hello. Woo! Yeah. The, the one fan claps. Hey, I'm a shirt sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I am his one fan. You are, you are my one fan. No, oh, actually, dude. no, my dad goes to more games than you do. <laughs> he lives around the corner from the rink. You got him there, bud. You're yeah, dead. He is, he's, a, he's a bigger fan than you'll ever be. <laughs> you be know fair. that as well. Yeah, watching Luke's dad watch Luke play is amazing. Because, and I I can't even do the analogies justice, but like Luke could genuinely take the puck from an open side of the opposition's net. Instead of putting it in, he could turn around, punch his goalie in the face and put it into his own goal. And his dad would be like, God, they should have taken a punch better. Yeah. He would 100%. That is exactly my dad. He would be like, goalie goalie should have had that. What was he doing? (laughs) He was knocked out. Why was he lined up? What an idiot. Yeah. I had a game, like a few... (laughs) A few weeks ago, bear in mind, I haven't played centre once this season, right? <laughs> someone gets booed. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't even the case. Someone got booed out of the face off. Like it was just a like a line we had to quickly mash together because we had some players out. I go and take one face off. I lose it, <laughs> and the next thing I know, like it's at the end of the game, we're having a beer, and my dad's like, "Your face off centre was great, Dad. It was literally zero. <laughs> <laughs> I took one, and I lost." <laughs> Your dad's great. <laughs> I something else to be fair i want your dad to come to all of my games that's the kind of <laughs> oh, he pumped your tires like you wouldn't believe oh, that's great yeah exactly two hands slash someone well should have held a stick hop there shouldn't he <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it that's uh yeah he's a, he's a he's a blue sky thinker let's call him that shall we <laughs> <laughs> oh love it um cool so we are obviously gonna do some interview questions for you um but before we get on to that obviously we've just been chatting about various bits in uh, in the hockey world that's been going on um and actually something that came up uh this this week um just a couple of interactions of friends of ours on twitter um made me sort of 
ask the question about uh, universal hatred of teams in sports. And we're not just talking hockey here, but just <laughs> those teams where absolutely everybody hates them, even a, a casual fan, a diehard fan, um, you know, and the question really is sort of why, um, you know, what sort of reasonings are there for it? I get, you know, like, for example, I'll use Philly and um, Pittsburgh as an example. It doesn't matter what the sport, they hate each other. You know, they're state rivals. That is what it is. But there are certain teams. So I look at Boston, for example, literally everyone hates Boston sports. Uh, and the, the big question I like is why, for example, you know, is it a success? Is yeah, it jealousy? Is it Boston is success? They've won everything <laughs> always. Mm. Like you, you've got the Bruins, you've got the Patriots, you've got the Red Sox. They're all teams you know of, even if you don't follow the sport. Like, yeah, they they have a lot of success. And so I imagine people are sick and tired of hearing their names. Mm. Yeah, no, I'd agree. It's not only that. I think, like, <laughs> if you take Boston as an example, there's loads, there's so much quality in Boston in terms of like just everything so I think about it not just their sports but their education like Ivy League unis are there yeah and that's just another mm. reason people to go oh you know what Boston just stop being so fucking great like yeah <laughs> yeah to be fair so I'd say success has a part of it like I also have an irrational hatred of Pittsburgh because of Crosby now to be fair all of that is from when I first started following hockey to my mind, he was still fairly whiny and oversold things a lot. In the last, like, four or five years, I was like, oh, no, he's actually quite a nice guy. He works pretty hard. He's actually quite impressive. Fair enough. But still, because of that kind of start being like, stuff that guy. He keeps falling over every time my team goes near him. And I'm imagining Jay has slightly stronger feelings, being a Philly fan. Um, I think that that was enough for me to just go, nah, Pittsburgh, go like you. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's, that sounds sort of fair, really. Um, <clears throat> but then you look at other other sporting. So we've got, obviously, the Philadelphia Flyers seem to have a relatively universal hatred against them. Um, and, you know, and this isn't just me bringing up going, oh, my God, whining about it like Crosby would um, as a Flyers fan. But it's more the fact that, from what I see, everyone seems to still think it's the 70s. And everyone thinks they're the Broad Street Bullies still. And the Flyers have not played with that sort of physical edge pretty much since, what, 2000, 2001? Um, and yet they still get that sort of that reputation going on. Um, well, and I, I think you get that in other sports as well. Yeah, no, I think I think you do. But, I mean, if you take other sports, I mean, the only one that's, <coughs> that immediately springs to mind purely for being British is, is football like there are just but again most of the hatred is for successful reasons um, mm. so like yes like, so like people people seem to like see, people seem to hate Man City because they got loads of money and now they're really good that's the only reason people hate them mm. like, about 10 years ago huh? living in Birmingham people hate Villa they are not successful <laughs> no but that's that's, that's, a, that's a local rivalry thing isn't yeah. it hmm. it's it is. the same reason that people hate West Brom over there so you know yeah. It's, all, yeah. it's all the same thing yeah so I suppose you've got a mix of, of different things so you've got some kind of local rivalries like Pittsburgh Philly and then you've got some they're doing really well so stuff them like every Boston team um, yeah I, I imagine it's kind of a mix of the two and then as soon as you kind of get the idea that a team shouldn't be liked you, it's it's hard to like them like the only reason I ever supported Boston Bruins, really, I felt weird at the time is because I preferred them to Vancouver in what was it 2011 
and I thought Vancouver were a bit annoying and at the time no longer kept complaining about everything so I went solid even now hospital Boston let's do this hmm. yeah so it's no. uh, it seems to be that like success is the main thing is it is it jealousy like we would envy these successful teams is that it probably to be fair yeah I mean you think it's got to be um in a lot of the cases um and, and yeah it's it's say it just it's just something that got got me thinking this thing um I think it was Greth actually he'd uh someone had tweeted asking like you know three your three most hated teams in sports and the three he chucked out I was like are you kidding me it's like genuinely what is your actual reasoning for that one like, because it seemed to be all the teams he put out there were those that you always hear as sort of just the universal hatred you know mm. there was no it didn't seem to really fit with any of his fandoms or anything like that it just seemed to be the universal hatred that everyone goes for so um yeah just just thought it was an interesting topic really yeah um yeah and something that i, I do often think about when i'm sat on a plane with nothing better to do um <coughs> this sort of thing no does uh does well, cross my mind so no stop for the jets there eh, bud? <laughs> oh, fucking, mate, this, this is gonna be carnage we're gonna have some very exotic we'll say um locations for for recording this over the over the next few months i've just uh spent a lot of my company's money on flights so yeah busy times ahead to be fair I, so actually i'm not gonna tell that story let's move on to something else and i'll explain why afterwards um <laughs> okay. fair, speaking, speaking of exotic places the should we move on to the guinness record that was set i'm gonna say that's why i went down that route yeah. oh yeah come on it's smoothness smoothness segues orlando <laughs> don't explain not that. seamless smoothness there is no there is real smooth <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a smoothness transition, let's be honest. <laughs> on, okay. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, yeah, an interesting one that Orlando um, put me onto earlier this week was uh, a, rowing, a team of rowers have actually just done the, the Drake Passage uh, for the first time ever. It's a new Guinness World Record. <clears throat> um, for those who aren't aware, the Drake Passage is from the southern tip of South America um, down to uh, the Antarctic and yeah, they've made land, made landfall Sunday, Saturday last week, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's absolutely nuts um, to think that this is Southern Ocean this time of year. Not exactly the best time to be uh, venturing out of the Southern Ocean, and they've done it in an open rowboat because. Yeah. So it was a, a six-man crew. <laughs> yeah, it was a six-man crew, and it took them twelve days, an hour, and forty-five minutes, and that is absolutely ridiculous. And if I'm right, they were essentially taking 90-minute shifts. And so yeah. they would uh, row and then sleep, and then row and sleep basically on repeat um, yes. for 12 days. Yep. That was That's it. Ridiculous. Non-stop. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, Luke, um, taking it easy on his spin classes, mate. I just, <laughs> honestly, I, just, I got tired listening to it. Well, I mean, there's so there's 15 <laughs> swells, so that's 50 foot, um, just swells in the water, never mind all the exertions you're doing. That is ridiculous. But yeah, they did it, so apparently. Yeah, it's absolutely I mean, crazy. It's one, right. it's one way to spend a couple of weeks, I suppose. It's one way to spend Christmas. Like, it, <laughs> next yeah, time you yeah. sat there in your living room going, oh, family's arguing a bit too much, but like, could be rowing across the Drake Passage, never mind. So honestly, there's people that just go away to get some summer sun. Like you can fly. I don't know what they're. 
Can I bother getting on the boat? Don't tell them that. Do you imagine how annoyed they'll be when they find they're saying? They must be so embarrassed. I'm looking forward to the return trip now. They can have some pretty. (laughs) They won't get back. (laughs) Yes, I mean, in terms of like the the Guinness World Records, what they've actually set um, is actually really impressive. So the first row, so the first people to actually do a challenge, a row on the Southern Ocean. Yeah. So let alone any crazy passage, that's the first people on the Southern Ocean to be crazy enough to do that. Um, the first people to row across the Drake Passage, first people to row to the Antarctic continent, um, the southernmost start of a rowing expedition, which makes sense if no one's actually been in the Southern Ocean yet for doing something. Um, southernmost latitude reached by a rowing vessel, again, makes sense. Yeah. Um, <coughs> the youngest person to row on the Southern Ocean, um, which... Again, this seems a little bit arbitrary at this point, given that they're the first people to do it. But um, there you go. So 34 years old. And then the oldest person was 39. Um, But it also included the first ocean rower to complete the Ocean Explorer's Grand Slam. So that is the five massive oceans. Um, So that's kind of cool. And that same person has done three polar rows. Um, Yeah, well, there you go. So very interesting. Um, both or ten, all that kind of yeah. So pretty crazy conditions. Congratulations to them. I'm not entirely this, sure what they get from it other than a certificate. Well, um, this is another. Well, that didn't get a certificate. Just as another fact. Apparently, yeah, exactly. the first onset of delirium due to exhaustion typically means you start hearing dogs. <laughs> so you'd just be rowing along, hearing dogs in the middle <laughs> of the Southern Ocean, just going, eh? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So it's when you wake up from your sleep shift and you wake up and you just hear them going, hey boy, hey boy. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you need sleep. Luke, God. Yes. Your, your first question. Yeah, oh. so we'll, we'll jump straight into the, um, yeah, to Luke's interview questions. Have uh, you seen the James Bond trailer? Have I seen the James Bond trailer? Yeah. No. New film. Oh, you've let me down, man. Yeah, that's a bit disappointing. Right, I was going to say, who's not? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the new James Bond out. Um, Jay and I were talking about that earlier. Jay was obviously commenting on all the nice, pretty boats. Um, but, yeah, no, to be fair, it does actually look like a pretty good film. What are your thoughts on Daniel Craig's Bond? My thoughts on Daniel Oh, God. Well, okay. Like, <laughs> make it this what you will, but am I the only one that thinks he's just a little bit too ugly to be James Bond? I don't know, it's pretty fair. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, mean, so, I, I get what you mean. He doesn't fit yeah. the traditional, <clears throat> you know, what you'd expect from a, from a Bond based on the books and, you know, like those that they had originally. He's too rough around the edges. Like, what, like, honestly, this seems like they're doing just a transition to Jason Statham. <laughs> oh. Is that, is that the like, end of this film? Honestly, like, if Jason Statham followed up Daniel Craig as Bond, I wouldn't even surprise now. See, having having watched Snatch over Christmas, I've now I can now picture him as Bond, uh, yes, yeah. being uh, yeah, you know, Jimmy Jones. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah, exactly. It's the transporter, <laughs> and so what I'm imagining at the end Jimmy of this Jones. Bond film oh. is just a transition <laughs> into the start of the transporter, and then you could, in theory, do another transporter and transition into Vinnie Jones, and then you're away. There you go. This it's all same question you were expecting, but basically, That's perfect. I, feel, I feel the net result is. Vinnie Jones should be Bond at some point. <laughs> well, that was my next question. Who's the next Bond? There you go. I'm out of questions. Vinnie Jones. 
I, I can picture it now. He's uh, he's shooting the Bond villain at the end, and then there's just a groan from the villain. He's like, "Don't take the piss, Blofeld." Fucking shoots him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could definitely see that. Oh, bloody eye ties, you know. <laughs> so this, oh. Yeah, I think I think we'd be much better if we just turned James Bond just into one of the, another <laughs> British gangster film. Guy Ritchie would be great. <laughs> that could be good. <laughs> Honestly, we need to... This, like, everyone's talking about, like, oh, when are we going to get a female Bond, this, that, and the other. It's like, no, 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 let's just change the whole concept. <laughs> I just turn it into a British gangster movie and see what happens. I mean, I'd still want to watch it, to be fair. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be decent. Yeah. Just open up with uh, with Bond jumping off a dam, like, you know, something, and it'd be like that whole screech of it. You might wonder how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch, freeze. <laughs> oh, dear, that'd be good. That'd be good. Cool. Um, Right, so I, I reckon we should just sort of get down to some actual questions. The main reason we've sort of got you on here um, <coughs> is what the people want to hear. Um, oh, well, what we've told the people is what they want to hear. Um, and, and you know, this this episode is sort of like our, our first in a few that's going to be showcasing sort of, um, you know, the UK All-Star charity. Uh, obviously, BHF being a focus, as all of us are actually on that team. Um, so we're, we're going to sort of start off with that one. And, and, and Luke... First question, and it's probably the obvious first question, is why Team BHF? Uh, you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair no, enough. That, like, well, that's why I had the first one, right? It's because that was that was your first team. Uh, we take it's like the first team that you captained that you got to have, so you had an element of, of sort of setting that up. So that was that's why I suppose it started off with BHF, but. No, since then it's just I guess it was a couple of years of pure sort of just enjoyment and convenience just to being in that in that team and, and already knowing most of the people who were gonna be there and knowing the weekend was gonna be that bit more fun. And then like recently I guess it's had a bit more of an actual personal adaptation. Um so I actually I've started to physically witness the good the BHF are doing. Um so in that sense, I suppose now I actually have a proper reason. Um, whereas before, it's like, oh, yeah, but it's a weekend. It's getting tanked up with the boys, isn't it? <laughs> and, and now it's like, no, now I actually want to raise money for BHF for right, good reasons, not just because I have to, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I think that's actually quite a common reason for starting out at All-Star. You know, <clears throat> a lot of people just pick a team. They don't care. They just want to go there and, you know, drinks with the boys and play a bit of hockey. But um yeah, it's good to hear this day. Actually, you've, you've sort of got attached to it and you've got your reasons um, for, for actually wanting to be BHF and not just because it's just having some beers. So so that's really cool. Um, so, you've, so you've been doing it a few years <coughs> now. Um, what, what would you say has been your favourite all-star moment um, across those years? I know there's been many, I'm sure. Oh, wow. Um, I, don't, I don't even know if... I can. I mean, this isn't me like avoiding the question. Like, I genuinely don't know if I can actually put down to to one particular moment. Like, just every year has its own highlights. Um, mm. but certainly, the year we've just had. So it's been my. I don't know. My first year back at All Stars after a couple of years of, of not doing it. Um, I would definitely go as far to say like that's been the best weekend we've had. Mm. Um, in in my opinion, anyway. I, 
it was the first one I'd done at Cardiff, which is obviously which obviously helped because um, that was a that was just a great venue and a great town to have it in city. Mm. Have it in. Um, so like yeah, just like the, the whole the whole atmosphere of the last one just sort of culminates in like one big all-star moment in my eyes it's also the best VHF I've ever done it's the first time I've ever been playing with a 7th and 8th trophy so yeah as soon as you started scoring it started doing well it was weird I know it's weird how if you get goals then suddenly you start winning games yeah I don't know why we never thought about it before to be honest it'll never stick these days I guess that's what we got to do yeah well if fairness, I think um, they, Matt and the judge would put it down to their coaching, um, you know, which is I think it's fair because you know it's their first time behind the bench coaching us, and look what happened. Well, I mean, there is there is definitely a we can at least say the relationship is correlational. Yeah, <laughs> we can go as far as that, I suppose. Yeah, and I think for your your safety, um, you should probably leave it at that as well. Uh, <laughs> just uh, the judge does listen, um, so just. Thought <laughs> Let you know on that one. <laughs> Although I'm sure he's got his I'm plans just for you. The judge is going to have to bring it to us two years in a row, and then we can say, oh. "Now nah, he's the cause, he's the reason." Yeah, oh, I, I'm, I'm sure he will. I don't, I don't think he's uh, has any worry on that happening. Um, I'm genuinely scared to talk right now in case I say something wrong. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Hey, Orlando, um, you're new to the team. He'll be gentle with you. No, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't be dead from Orlando. But we'll come to that from our uh, when we actually do our live show from All Stars. We'll uh, we'll let you know just how gentle he has been. Um, but obviously, I'm going to flip over the last two questions that we actually had for you because um, it leads nicely into why do you love the judge? Oh, I, well, look, there's plenty of pictures knocking around that show how much we love each other. Bearing in mind that at your wedding, Jay. He and I have the most <laughs> romantic photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is on the front cover. Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It whatever. is. Well, we had the mo- we genuinely had the most romantic photo at your wedding, <laughs> which is which is still a small. And did you find me off to go and get that photo with you? Huh? I, I'm pretty sure he pied me off to go and get that picture with you. Yeah, he did. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. How, that's how, the guy felt. I don't know what I'm saying. That's got to hurt. Like, how, how how have you even brought yourself to come back, come to BHF after all yeah. that? Jilted by the judge. That's. <sighs> oh, that sounds like a, that's like a murder mystery. That does. <laughs> Jilted by the judge. It's like, yeah. It's not. Oh. It's well, not be careful what you say. The judge would jilt anyone. <clears throat> he has too much love to give. I suppose that's why so many people have to love him back. But in that case, he had to make a decision, and Orlando, you came second. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, the Orlando picked second instead of last. So, yeah, cool. Came second. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, before Orlando starts pouting, um, where, can we, where can we find your page? Where can we donate to you? Uh, oh, no. I've actually forgotten what I've called it this year. Oh, no. That's fine. Um, so it's on just giving isn't it so what would it, it is, it is we'll a just put giving the link page. in our description so if anyone wants to donate to luke uh, to luke's bhf page um we'll have that in we'll put it in the description for uh, the post it's, it's luke becker 20 no um no hyphens or anything <laughs> in it this year there you go excellent um right so yes yeah, so that, that's all the bhf stuff out the way and now 
you know, we've got a few questions for you based around, you know, uh, the league hockey, um, you know, the semi-pro hockey in the UK. And, uh, yeah, we're just really interested on uh, on that one. So, Orlando's got a few questions for you to get us going. I do indeed. Um, so, just, just to start all of this off, now, obviously, you've, you've come on the JLPR podcast. What does that stand for? I'm assuming the J is going to be a J. Yep. As in, in J, J himself. Yep. I was going to be Orlando. He's good. Two for two. Yeah, that's a good start. Honestly, my, I was actually trying to work it out. I just went to <laughs> YouTube thinking, what are we going to call this? I don't know, Jay and Orlando podcast recording, like when you first decided to do it. <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> you know what? Not many miles away. I'll give you that. Fair enough. Good track. Close enough, but no. Right. Uh... <laughs> now, actually, on to, on to the questions. So, Luke, do you reckon you'd have the skill to beat a pro hockey player in a shootout? Could I beat a pro hockey player in a shootout? Yes. Same no, goalie. I can't beat amateur players in a shootout. Are you sure? Yes. Can I present to you one gentleman by the name of Brad Marchand? <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon you can beat Brad Marchand in a shootout? Well, if he has another night like that, I fancy my chances. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Even if you take the puck, you still got to score down the other end. Like... <laughs> well, so you're saying he has more of a chance of scoring without the puck than you do with the puck? No, I'm saying it's even. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it would it wouldn't be a nail biter. Like I can't see that being a, a particularly popular sport just to watch people going against Brad Marchand in a shootout, whereas he's not allowed the puck and they might score. <laughs> I don't. I kind of want to see that now. I Just think the Channel Five might pick it up, but I can't think yeah. of anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it on Channel Five then. Um, now, obviously, he, you played junior hockey over here, uh, and you played with a young gentleman by the name of Brendan Pellini. He was. He was at the club. He was. Um, obviously, is now just about playing for Chicago, or is he over in Detroit? Detroit. Why should Arizona have drafted you instead of him? Uh, right, okay. That's a leading question because they should have. <laughs> <laughs> Don't overthink it. It's fine. We're not, we're not trying to trip you up or anything. So it, it is very much a leading question because Drunk Luke will frequently say how he used to get more points uh, than he got. <laughs> yeah. Look, okay. In one season, he played up to my age group. And don't get me wrong, he did bits. Uh, bear in mind, at the time, like he hadn't grown at all. He was so small. He had a massive growth spurt after he went back to Canada. And um, yeah, if you go back in the archives, there is one season where you see us both on the same team, and I've got more points in it. <laughs> Can you? I was, yeah, I was trying to, less games. That's irrelevant. I was, so I was trying to remember, what is it you guys call him as a nickname? Bubs. Bubs. Yeah, Bubsy. Why? I don't know. That's what I was always called. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> that be so something that... Fred called him and you just sort of latched onto it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, Fred did call him both. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So now Fred actually... was the head coach of the club at the time, so he just did whatever he said. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, so now actually onto the questions about what semi pro hockey is actually like. So obviously the team you play for, Guildford Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, that, that wasn't meant to be a hard question to start this off. I, just, honestly, I didn't know if it was a question or if it was a statement. I was like, uh, That's what we call betting in questions, just starting nice and easy, you know, getting you comfortable. Uh, and they play rate. in which league? It's the NIHL 2, Southwest, because they split the league for some weird reason. 
Yeah. Um, so basically, as, as I understand it, that's the lowest kind of pro league in, in the country. So it's kind of a semi-pro league, pretty much. So, yeah. 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 Semi-pro is a loose term, but, but yeah. <laughs> Why is it a loose term? Uh, yeah, because it, it implies a lot more quality than it actually serves up. Fair enough. Um, so like on, on that, what support do you actually get? So do you get any financial support for what you do? Uh, so there's in terms of like actually like obviously it's super expensive to play over here so in terms of like getting ice time and things like things like that it's like we still have to pay money into the club like we can't quite get the lot if that makes sense but it is heavily subsidized by the club so the net result is we're on the ice two or three times a week for let's say we put in 40 quid a month each um, which obviously if you have two or three times a week uh, like a rec team that's not what we could have done no so for context you're looking at 100 <laughs> twice a month was 30 pounds and that's 30 pounds just for t- twice a month you're going on 12 times for what 40 yeah yeah so heavily subsidized and am i right in thinking as well you have some deals with some kit suppliers so you can get kit slightly cheaper uh, yeah so there's um so they've got like a, a connection with a wholesaler for ccm okay so, um yeah, yeah we end up picking up sort of any kit that we need at, at wholesale prices and they keep hold of some older stuff stuff as well so that's also pretty useful okay so basically they try and make it less hard as opposed to financially incentivizing it they, they just try and remove some of the cost barriers yeah i mean like it's obviously a target of the club to get to a point where no one's having to shut about anything <laughs> yeah yeah um, and, you know, eventually, yeah, I, I think that the club can get there. We've seen it with other places. So, like, um, I think Oxford have achieved it. And I know these teams that have gone up to, to, to the league above, I think, yeah, Oxford have achieved it and actually have some players in the payroll. Chelmsford have done it, I think, and then Victor. So a few a few teams have actually managed to get to that stage. Yeah. Um, but say certainly down in, in IHL 2, it's, it's still tricky. Well, to be fair, from what I gather... NHL one has similar challenges. Um, so I speak to one of the guys from MK, and they were essentially saying they don't get that stuff. Their kit subsidised, so have to pay full wax for that, and they still have to pay subs as well. So I guess it's based on the team and how the team's doing financially. And if it, if yeah. It's viable. I mean, the situation in MK, to be fair, like the Thunder at least, I think you've been bleak for the last couple of years. Yeah. Like it's tough. It's tough to raise some funds for a club when you're going into a rink like a new a, a new rink where the team like your, your top team is was struggling to get people in anyway yeah and then you're just turning up and getting shit pumped week in week out like yeah. no one's gonna want to watch that so yeah and that's like that's like no disrespect to them like it's it, no. that's that's the facts that is what it is so they, when they got that sponsor last year that actually saved them probably massive but didn't do anything to the actual players just kept the club going yeah yeah, that's fair. So obviously, clubs starting to hopefully support you and, and carry on from there. What kind of expectations do they put on you? Uh, are you expected to, I don't know, do anything outside of of your honest commitments, or is it just show up ready to go? Uh, well, I guess it's a case of like just just trying to keep yourself a little bit in shape. But that's more of a not so much an expectation or or requirement as <laughs> just. You know, just don't get out of shape. You're still, you're still mid-season playing hockey. Like, just don't be an idiot. Um, so I'm guessing the impacts of going out of 
shape would largely be dealt with by the coach, just knowing that you're not ready to play, you're going down the lineup or whatever it is. I think, like, you soon see that if you're not, like, ready to play, then you'll, you're not going to perform, and then you just will, as you, if you don't perform, you just bump down the line. It's the same, yeah. the same thing that is any, isn't any team in any sport. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. So what's your on-ice training like? Because you're on the ice, like, two, three times a week. What kind of stretch does that take? So there's, so effectively, like, on a, on a Monday, it's what they call, like, an optional skate. It's become, they've, they've had to open it up to more people now. So, like, people outside the club can come down and, and skate on these sessions as well. And we can go if we want, but we're not required to. And then a Tuesday and a Thursday evening are our two main practices for the week. Um, and effectively, most most of it is some really quick, simple um, warm up drills. Get some shots in the goalie, get feet moving, um, and then a few sort of transitional drills, I suppose, that are kind of like from those warm up drills into like more playmaking stuff. So a bit more um, like breakout and gameplay orientated. Before we then move on to, we do put quite a lot of work on power plays and stuff like that. So most of the practices are spent on working on those special teams and on breakouts and things like that and just yeah not a whole lot apart from that um so like it's not actually that long we're running the ice like an hour hour and a quarter a time but by the time we get off everyone's gassed anyway so it's all right that sounds about right um are there are there many off ice commitments so do you have to go to many like awards dues or anything like that or is it very relaxed and catching up with the guys at the pub uh, yeah, no, that, that side of things is pretty relaxed. So, like, we don't we don't have to go to anything. Like, you know, at, at the level we're at, like, we're not we're not required to do anything. But like, we're encouraged to do bits and pieces together and head up far off the games and bits and pieces like that. That's that's sort of it. And that there is an end of year thing this year that's planned. Um, now that we've got jersey sponsorship and things like that from from individuals. So, obviously, where we want to um. Jay wanted to lean in and say you're welcome there, but he behaved. Yeah, I was like, no, we'll let him finish. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously there needs to be an element where we actually hand over the jerseys to the people that effectively paid for them this year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so apart apart from that, I'm not. There's, there's nothing really. Um, what is the fan support like? Do you get massive sellout? Seven thousand people? Is it? <laughs> well, the spectrum can only fit twenty two hundred, so seven thousand definitely not showing up. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Like it varies varies from game to game like sometimes we'll get maybe mark scrape 100 people through the door next game might be two or three then we sign petter check he plays his first game we get nearly a thousand in <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, and then we've never matched that funnily enough. <laughs> actually since since then like we have seen well, i feel like we've seen a bit of an increase in like home support yeah. people actually you know coming along like the Flames fans are getting a bit more into it as well they realise oh, I want to go watch some hockey but I don't really want to go all the way up to Glasgow so <laughs> maybe I'll just go to Guildford and yeah. laugh at the Phoenix for a bit yeah to be fair I, so the game I watched I was there going time to kill an Invicta where else am I going to go solid looks and time it's good fun um, so how did you actually get into hockey to begin with oh god I tell, I tell this story. So, my oh, mum, oh. my mum used to skate. She, she, if you ask her, she claims she still does. She doesn't. She claims <laughs> like she used to skate. Um, and her, her genius mothering plan was to get me 
you're teaching me how to skate. So on a Friday night, I wouldn't be hanging out in parks or street corners drinking Glenn's vodka again off my face. Having learned uh, uni, uh, Luke through uni, she failed. <laughs> uh, I never did on street corners. Look, <laughs> she finished it before you got to the street. <laughs> yeah. It was in the corner of your flat, I remember. Yes. Um, yeah, so her genius plan was I'd do that. So on a Friday night, I'd just go down to the rink with my mates and I'd just go session skating. Um, that was her game plan. Um, didn't quite pan out that way. It was one one day after she took me to a, to a skating um, session. There was a junior game on afterwards. And as you leave in the spectrum, for those that have been, you can sort of overlook the rink from the entrance. And it's a big blue glass. So yeah, almost like a almost like a glass wall with like small um, divides. Um, and yeah, like you can overlook, overlook the ice, and there was a junior game on, so I thought, oh, okay, that looks decent. I was sat there watching it and said to my mum, I want to do that. And then my mum thought, holy shit, that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she um, realised she'd messed up. Yeah, then ended up taking me to a Flames game so I can go and see what it actually was supposed to look like. And um, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's do this. Okay. Um, so yeah, ended up learning how to like, do my, my, my basic, um, uh, like, skating lessons moving into like a little a little hockey development thing and then eventually um start off with Guildford when I was seven and there are some very adorable pictures um, I was so cute <laughs> <laughs> um what would your advice be to someone who wants to start playing in the UK leagues beyond don't beyond don't oh. um I guess like it's just one finding somewhere that you can that you're happy to be traveling to like we haven't got we're not blessed with rinks over here i can this hear waffles waffle, i can hear waffle, yeah so yeah apologies, yeah waffles is a very thirsty boy i think <laughs> um but no like it's got to, you've got to find something that you're willing to travel to it's personal like we're not blessed with rinks everywhere um so it's got to be somewhere that you're willing to travel to and somewhere you're willing to commit to like if it's going to be at that sort of league level then you need to be willing to have some time to give up like if you go into that sort of bottom end where i am then there's they're a bit more slack and you can get away with, with a lot less that makes you, sense you still have a fairly big time commitment because you're there what twice a week and then a lot of your weekends will be games as well yeah exactly uh, yeah. So, it's a so you've got to make sure you're traveling somewhere that you, you wouldn't travel to you don't mind doing the trip and you don't mind being there yeah like you know, this is why I don't think I could ever play it somewhere like Gosport. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like they're they're down there training and playing. At, they spend they spend half their season's games in there. Yeah. Um, like which I think at, at that sort of a level is just not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think as long as you've got somewhere that you're that you're happy to go, happy with, happy to commit to, that's fine. Then that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, last couple of questions for me, at least. Um, so, what's been your favourite moment so far? Oh God, it's you know it's it's it sounds like a brag, but it's it's got to be the Sky Sports feature that with that that whole <laughs> that whole week was just mad. <laughs> it was weird. like at one point, at one point, genuinely. Um, we were the most clicked team on Elite Prospect. Yeah. But I think the next team down was... I don't know the next team down might have been the Leafs at the time. Yeah. 
Right, so you genuinely saw a table with stats that said, number one, Guildford Phoenix. Number two, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of jokes about the Leafs in there. Um, so, but, oh. it, honestly, it might not have been the Leafs. I genuinely can't remember yeah. what NHL team it was. But it was a big, big team. And it was just funny to see our name above theirs. So just, just as a quick summary, for those who haven't seen it, if I'm right, Sky Sports did a feature on your team after Veta signed and essentially gave more information when it was the locker room? Uh, no, so that was, that was Chelsea TV. But, oh, okay. That was in that was in the dressing room and, and did that video and things like that, which did do the rounds. Um, but no, Sky Sports News just basically just reported it. Like they reported okay. that he signed. They sent cameras to the game, and there was like pictures going around, like videos from the game of them. <coughs> but there's one that I've seen a lot of. Like the main main things, obviously, after he saved that last penalty shot, and yeah. we go and crowd him around the net like that. That video has come up a lot. Not yeah. just on my feed. Um, yeah. other, other people posted it too. Um, to be fair, what was surreal for me is my friends from outside of hockey sending pictures from that game. Yeah. And like, not even to me, just generally taking pictures. And I was there like, you know, why are you watching Luke? Like, what? <laughs> uh, I like, obviously, there's a lot more to it. Why are you watching that scrub? Why you paid six pounds for that dust? What are you doing? <laughs> well, someone else paid more to buy his jersey, so never mind. Um, yeah, we no. haven't paid for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, still, still doesn't even out. I still end up paying more. <laughs> you know. <coughs> okay, well, I will pass over to Jay now because I've twisted your ear for too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, Luke, thank you for asking the serious questions. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. And I did actually have <laughs> one other serious question that was, but you you pretty much just answered it. Is obviously the whole thing with Peter Check. You pretty much gone into how how crazy it was, all that coverage. Um, but that particular that that game, that first game, <coughs> what what was it like going out there in front of all those people? Because I was at that game. Um, I, I had Tommy and Lottie. A couple of my friends came up as well. Um, you know, they're really big football fans, so they came and um, they they like the idea of hockey. But, you know, it was a good opportunity to drag them up there. And, you know, they said it was a fantastic game. They had a great time. Honestly, I don't think it was the best game I've seen. Everyone's trying to do highlight real stuff and failing. But you know, what, what was it like with all those cameras there suddenly and the fact that, like you say, you had nearly a thousand people were in there. Um, I think it was about 990 something. I think they actually said the actual um, number. So it might as well be a thousand. Uh, how did that differ to everything else um, or every other game this season? I mean... In terms of like the actual game and and actually playing it, it was it was weird because I've never I've never played in front of that many people before, so I I didn't know what it'd be like. So, but when we when we played it, like the actual game just was just genuinely just felt like another game. Like it was just a game of hockey. Mm. Um, but like the only difference was just like the atmosphere just felt that little bit more exciting. Like. There's a bit more noise. The place was the place was jumping. There was a lot of people that were just getting excited by the fact they'd seen a puck move for the first time in <laughs> real life. Like genuinely, so many people there that that obviously did not follow hockey. The amount of fucking Chelsea shares I saw. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> like, wrong, wrong sport, bud. Um, but yeah, that, like they were just a, it was kind of all similar. It was just a few bits and pieces that were just that little bit different. So like just. Guys coming in just dressed a little bit smarter that day. <laughs> um, like, just, 
I got I got down there. I tend to get that down to the rink fairly early anyway. Um, so I just hate rushing on game day. And I'm just like, I'm just there's you can see this in the in the Chelsea TV video. I've just stood there taking my stick before the game, like I always do, it, in my spot in the dressing room, and this fella just strolls in with a camera. Like, <laughs> yeah, you look so awkward in that. It's brilliant. Like, <laughs> who's, who's this guy? Um, and like, and like, obviously he's following, he's following Petter in. It sort of comes in and does the does the whole fucking look around thing, kind of like, yeah, you know those scenes in Homes Under the Hammer when they have like, <laughs> looking around. Looking around rooms they've obviously already been in, they just walk in, stand in the middle, and just look up and down. And like, oh yeah, look at the room. Honestly, that's what he does. <laughs> just there taking my stick. Just this guy's like, what the? What are you doing here? <laughs> so who's the camera guy? Who <laughs> invited him? Um, so yeah, that was that was a bit of an odd one. So it's just yeah, seeing that little bit of extra interest and media attention was a bit strange. But apart from that, everything else was just pretty standard game day stuff for us mm. that's cool that's cool i mean say from a fan's perspective it's kind of weird being there and seeing so many people turn up that and yeah i'm sure your dad's told you about it and you probably noticed it from the bench crowd was all down one end it, it was really interesting there's all those extra people and there's all these really good views they could have and all these seats and yet everyone was crowded around the end of whichever whichever net um Petter was in it was ridiculous it's just yeah it was crazy that <laughs> so the second period um where where i stand with luke's dad usually when we go to watch his games is um it's the second period will be there defending that net and we had no one near us in that first period we thought oh it's just like a normal one not a problem we've got plenty of space to our thing well off to get a coffee came back in the second period we couldn't get back to our usual spot we're like everyone's there trying to get there just to get pictures of the back of his jersey it's like watch the fucking game guys and that that was really weird um i thought people would have at least said you know what i've paid to come here cool we're seeing peter check that's why i've come here but you know what i'm actually going to give this sport a chance as well i'm not just going to come here and just stare at this one guy who honestly didn't do much for most of the game um so (laughs) i think we outshot them something like i think we had nearly 60 shots in the game and i think he faced about 20 something like (laughs) Quality, not so quantity. Luke. He didn't have a <laughs> didn't have a particularly busy night. Um, <clears throat> um, the one thing I did notice was there was one camera for the entire game. It wasn't even manned, just pointed at his net. Yeah, there was. Yeah, <laughs> there was one TV camera was just pointed at his net. It wasn't no one was next to it. No one was holding it. it was just that that's the goal. Cool. Leave that there. Yeah, that's all the information we need. That's <laughs> probably fair. BBC. To be fair, <laughs> Marvin. Yeah, yeah they, would have waited, they would have waited until he fallen over. <laughs> Someone falls over a nice hockey game. Yeah, true. Oh dear, dear. But that, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so when, when we get you on next time, you're going to bring uh, Petter with you, because I, I want to hear his side of the story. But I want to hear it from obviously for you, it's like never played in front of so many people. I want to hear from him saying what it's like playing in front of so few people. <laughs> Is it like a completely? Does it throw him off? Like he's not got like. 70,000 people screaming his name like because <laughs> that, that must have been pretty weird <laughs> i can't see him completely agreeing just like ah look don't 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 mind me mate but just hop on the skype chat yeah no worries doesn't matter who the other two are <laughs> no he always stares at people like that don't worry about it mate it's fine <laughs> just have a, have a little chin <laughs> over these guys will you <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> just for context, in the, in the video going along with this, all I end up doing is putting weird faces, just because I'll kind of zone out and start looking at something else. And so I'll, I'll kind of flip back to Skype and I'll just be staring at Luke, smiling like a maniac, going, Ah, oh, must be pretty weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh dear. Cool. And and that. So now we're at the point of um, of our trivia. So <coughs> we're like I think a lot of podcasts are starting to do these days, um, and mainly because we keep coming up with the most ridiculous ideas. <laughs> um, so there's a really interesting tweet from uh, Dmitry Filipovic uh, earlier this week that was um, well, it's also with the Brad Marchand shootout actually. Um, and there's there's the picture of him just after he's he's just licked the puck and it's just um, trickled forward slightly and in the background you just see gritty just staring the most horrific death stare um, actually quite scary to watch uh, and he likened it to uh, Harry Potter where um, was it I believe it was, was it Snape or someone in the up in the stands was screwing with uh, with Harry it was so Quirrell. that was it Quirrell sorry. <laughs> Um, so off the back of that, I thought it'd be really interesting to lay down. We're probably going to do this over the next few episodes, actually. Um, but we're going to pick a few players. And I'm going to be asking Orlando and our guests, so in this case, Luke, um, you know, you are the Hogwarts sorting hat. Put the, these following players into their Hogwarts houses and explain yourself. Um, so <coughs> just to sort of remind everyone uh, obviously you've got your Gryffindor Hufflepuff Ravenclaw and Slytherin um, so your Gryffindor is courage bravery nerve and chivalry um, so definitely not Brad Marchand um, Hufflepuff is uh, hard work patience justice and loyalty again probably not um, Ravenclaw is intelligence creativity learning and wit and then Slytherin is cunning bastard so <laughs> if you'd like to uh, <coughs> you know place the following players for me so we're going to start with one for luke um i'm guessing there's going to be four <laughs> players and one in each house is, yeah yes yeah, yeah. Uh, well it, do, it doesn't necessarily have to okay um <coughs> yeah, if, yeah, it's not how the honestly, sorting hat works no honestly today's he list knows, uh, that's a i'm not sure he knows how it works I, i'd be impressed if you could get all four um into separate houses so the first player is sean monaghan I've got to point out as well, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. So this is <laughs> this is in itself tricky. <laughs> um, Sean Monaghan. Oh, boy. Uh, what, I, what were they again? <laughs> <laughs> Orlando, you can you can help him out on this one if he's, so, not, if he's not on that. Yeah, so wh- wh- how would you characterise Boring Sean? <laughs> <laughs> a Boring Sean? Yeah. Um, actual Sean. Actual shot. So, like, what, what I would say is that true? Is uh, is he loyal, working? Is he kind of brave and fearless? Is he creative, or is he a sly bastard? <laughs> so he's definitely not a sly bastard. Okay, so um, he's not a Slytherin. He's he's creative in the sense that, like, in terms of in terms of making a play, he's he's really good at it. But I don't think he's creative in terms of like you don't see him doing anything special. He's very right. This is the right way to do it. This is what needs to be done. I'm gonna do it. He's right. a Ravenclaw then. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a Ravenclaw. He's, he's creative enough, but he's too by the book. And so he's like super by the book. But this is how it must be done. We must follow this formula. But he's also a bit creative. Well, there we go then. Sean well, Monaghan is Ravenclaw. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, next no, player also, is... if you're the sorting hat, need to come up with a poem for all this. 
Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. No. <laughs> Who's next, Jay? Yeah, the next player is uh, the yeah the Malfoy wannabe, um, William Nylander. Oh. Oh, so, William Nylander. How would you describe Willie? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, disappointing. Oh. I was going to make some jokes there, and then I realised it's probably not the right audience. Sorry. No. Um, okay, so why disappointing? Is that because he's a Calvary native who hated his hometown team and went to Toronto? No, I just thought he'd do more at Toronto. Yeah. To be honest. But then again, I guess when you when you go to a team that's, you know, well, say when, when you're on a team with players like Mana, uh, you know, it's going to... it's. There's a lot of big fish in that pond. Yeah. Um, where do you think he currently sits on the team in points? He, he can't be that high, surely. Where would you put him? You know what? He's probably picking up a few sneaky apples no one's noticing, so I'm guessing he's probably going to be somewhere like... He's probably going to be one of the top six forwards. Possibly he, top six points. He is one of the top six. Do you reckon he has more points or less points than John Tavares? Less. More. Does he really? So, William Nylander is currently third on the Leafs in points. Uh, this <laughs> is, yeah, forwards and D. He's third on the Leafs in points with 42. Uh, John Tavares has 41. Now, Nylander's played seven more games, so he has played more. And I imagine in seven games, Tavares would get a point. Um, but yeah, so at the moment, he's third on the team scoring. So yeah, well, so stats don't lie. Who has more points? Nylander or any of the Calgary Flames? <laughs> Probably Nylander. We have been. Unbelievably, unbelievably, the Flames are up there in a playoff spot and are still on mine. Actually, after they beat the Leafs the other night, so they're yeah. now on minus nine goals. I think yeah. they're the only team. <laughs> wow. I think they're yeah. the only team in the top twenty of the whole league to be on a minus number. Their goal differential is ridiculous. But... Yeah, I, genuinely, I think I, it might not be top twenty. There might be one other in there as well. But I think they are the only team that high up the, the yeah. entire league. Yeah, they will. That red number on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back I, to the question. <laughs> How would you describe it? I guess, I guess the fact that he seems to be doing bits, but being very quiet about it, would put him in Hufflepuff? Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Yeah, let's whack him in Hufflepuff. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on that. The loyalty side of it, you know, he gets he gets slated to hell from the, in the media and that side of things, but he just kind of just gets on with it. He just shuts up, he gets on with it, and keeps producing, despite getting shit thrown at him, which sounds about right for a Hufflepuff. Yeah. You know, Hufflepuff motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, I would have to say an obvious one, but it depends on who you support. I know no one here supports him, but uh, Brad Marchand. <laughs> <laughs> Come do, on. Do you want my help with this one? Or... <laughs> I think we're all in agreement that he's going to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and the reason I'm bringing this particular player is because my immediate thought is one house, and I think Orlando might be similar. But I think Luke will have a very different thought. Is Matthew Kachuk? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Okay. Look, I love him. I love him a bit. Right. He's a sneaky little fucker, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. He, is, he is. Well, he is. Oh, he is through and through Slytherin, but God, I back him. 
So what <laughs> is Kachuk and Marshand are pretty much the same. No. Yeah, yep. direct quote. Both Slytherin, they're both the same. Yep. Yeah, we heard that. <laughs> I think we have our... Uh... You've, seen, you've seen Chucky manage to pick the puck up for a shot. So... <laughs> <laughs> we have our episode title. <laughs> oh, Shannon and Chuck are the same. Yep. They are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Beady-eyed, big-nosed dickhead, and the other I'm one is... Brad Marchand. <laughs> 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 okay. Leave him alone. I feel like right, this is going to be quite hard for me to actually follow on with because mine are vaguely actually trivia related. Uh, well, I've actually got one more player I was going to quickly throw in that I <laughs> never actually got around to writing down. Um, seeing as Luke's played with him, uh, Brendan Pellini. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, he's just. He, credit where it's due, he's a fucking workhorse, isn't he? Yeah. So we're just going with hard working, which I imagine will be Hufflepuff. He's either a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw. He's got to be one of those two, hasn't he? He yeah, just doesn't he, I mean, I think Hufflepuff makes sense. To be a Ravenclaw. <laughs> well, see, so you say this, you got to say, on the Hufflepuff thing, it's a hard work, loyalty. But the big one, I think, for Pellini is the patience. You know, he's yeah. he's getting bounced, he's getting bounced around a little bit around the league while he's trying to, you know, really take his chances. And uh, I think that's probably one of his biggest, yeah, one of his biggest positives. I think he's got at the moment is that he seems to be sort of riding it and and just still working hard while being, you know, given minimal opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Fun. So my trivia and the running theme of. of to be fair, my questions, I suppose, was Brad Marchand. And so I, I thought to myself, if everyone was like Brad Marchand, how long would a shootout go on for? <laughs> so, how long do you reckon just the longest shootout was? The long, in, what, in, in time or in shots? Uh, how many rounds? Rounds, okay. I'm going to go with... I reckon it's in the 30s. 33. Okay, 33. This was uh, December 17, 2014. That does not help me. Okay. I'm going to say 15, because I'm, th- I'm thinking, I think I might be thinking along similar lines to Luke, but I think he's counting the number of shots and not the number of rounds, so I'm going to say 15. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jay is closest. Neither of you are right. Oh. Jay was right <laughs> before this. So, before the 20-round shootout between the Caps and the Panthers, so that's 40 shots, the next longest was also the Caps again, who apparently can't do shootouts, who <laughs> did a 15-round shootout in 05. Oh, wow. Basically, no one scored. Which led me to my next question, which is, what was the longest shootout when no one scored until the last person who won it? So, oh, so, like, no, so no one's the first three don't score. Nope. Nobody scores until there's one person scores to win it. What do you reckon the longest shootout when no one but the one person who scores was? Oh, God. The way you word it suggests that it should be really long, but I just don't think it is. I reckon I reckon it was, I reckon it was nine rounds. And nine rounds, Jeff? Uh... Hmm. 
the longest one I can think of would be pretty sure the Oilers were involved in this one, which says a lot. Um, so 12, 11, 12 rounds, 12 rounds? It is exactly 12 rounds. Oh, boy. Um, so, what, so what was that game, was it? It was the Oilers one. Yep. So it was the Oilers Bruins. <laughs> oh, Bruins, so that was it. Oh, was it Brad Marchand again? Brad Marchand missed his shot. Hey. So, <laughs> I th- yes. So what you have is Tory Krug misses wide, Derek Roy saved by Tuka Rask, David Pasternak misses wide, Jordan Eberle saved by Tuka Rask, Riley Smith saved by Scrivens, Teddy Purcell saved by Rask, Patrice Bergeron saved. Ryan the, the Nuge saved. Louis Erickson saved. Niall Yakubov saved. Brad Marchand misses. Ah. The rest were all saves up till Dougie Hamilton, who missed wide. Justin Schultz missed wide. Chris Kelly missed wide. Uh, and then Zdeno Chara's shot was saved, paving the way for the unlikely hero. Now, I'm not going to tell you the name just yet. How many goals do you reckon this person had had in the regular season that season? In up fact, up to that point in his career. In his career? I'm going to say career. one. It's going to be like a Marek Malik kind of situation, isn't it? It's just one. But, like, you, can't, you, can't be, you can't be a sniper if you're the guy going in the same round as Dano Chara in a shootout. Like, <laughs> it was also his birthday. I, I, okay. That helps. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, oh, does he get an extra one for his birthday, did he? Yeah, he does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, career, he had six goals. He got six goals. He had zero. That oh, wow. was Martin Marincin. He'd never what? scored an NHL goal before. Wait, he, he was an oiler? He was. He scored this wow. one by mishandling the puck. The goalie <laughs> followed him, and it went through his legs. What's so the original uh, fake leave it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Martin Marincin, who'd never scored an NHL goal up to that point, uh, scored one to win a shootout. He went that had 23 attempts that were unsuccessful before he scored on the 24th. That's brilliant. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's pretty much all we got, to be honest. Nice, yeah. Well, I think that's all the questions we've got for you, Luke. Um, so, yeah, I just want to sort of thank you for coming Ooh. on, taking the time. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Luke? No, no, no. I know, I know, <laughs> know what you're going to say. Oh, we forgot, didn't we? Yes. Just don't, just don't do it. What? Oh, okay. Does TP stand for? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's because I got invited on this toilet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unnecessary. Uh, right. <laughs> Cool. Well, Luke, really appreciate you taking the time to come on, buddy. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll see you soon. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon as well um, on the podcast, maybe after the season. And uh, yeah, we can just, talk about random stories and just have your input have you on we won't be interviewing necessarily but just have you as a guest presenter and just yeah chat shit about random stories that's happening in the world of sport i'm good at that nice <laughs> excellent it, guys. good chat right. cheers luke i'll see you soon thank you
a big thanks to uh, to Luke Becker from uh, Guildford Phoenix there. Um, it's our first guest on uh, the JOPR. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, no. Uh, so yeah, so just just uh, a, a quick update on. Um, so we mentioned last time about the uh, Cape to Rio yachting race that was going on. Um, during the yeah, interview, I just sort of had a, a couple of updates come through on it. Uh, so our guy Ian, our, our man on Team Moji, um, he's been uh, he's been doing doing pretty well. They're they're holding themselves um, in, in good stead at the moment. They're sort of fifth um, in line honours, which, given they're one of the slower boats, is doing a really good job. Uh, a couple of days ago, they were passed by the elite guys who were in the 70 foot trimarans. So they're the guys that are expected to do it in about four days. Um, they left a week later and uh yeah they went flying past so team maserati at the moment are leading um with i think love water are just behind them so yeah, they're kind of battling out for the win i feel like that's cheating yeah <laughs> yeah so uh <coughs> so yeah so that's all going they're still going we're expecting um love water and maserati to to reach rear in the next sort of 48 hours uh if the weather holds um team moji did have a bit of an issue with uh with a spinnaker so they had to do some repairs as they were going that's all repaired now and they're back up and running so hopefully they can get themselves um a good result in the amateur side as well um so best of luck to them and hopefully by the next podcast they'll have finished but honestly um it's taken them what 10 12 days to get halfway so we'll see we'll see uh hopefully the wind sort out of them so so that's cool just quick update on that and uh otherwise i think uh, i think we're all done for today's uh today's yeah. podcast i'm due to go and stretch my legs in some snow in seven hours um so yeah so i'll i'll see if we can catch any one sports out right there and see if we can give you any updates on those bits and pieces fantastic that sounds good uh well cheers for listening guys um we are available on um multiple podcast uh clients i guess is the way to put it um so we, we're recently onto apple podcasts we're on spotify anchor um i'll probably put us on soundcloud at some point if that's what you use uh, let us know if there are any that you prefer to use um and you know whether it's comments uh, tweet us at, at tjopr um yeah just let us know on that one and if you've got any topics or any questions for next time again um drop us a tweet drop us a message yeah. and uh, and we'll do what we can to cover it or at least sort of bring up your comments so yeah much appreciated if you liked it share it around tell all your friends and uh yeah make sure you follow us so you don't miss the next episode we'll see you soon Thanks,